Hello, my name is uh, Pratik Mukhopadhyay. I'm an entrepreneur and an author. I'll be hosting the Reimagine Sales Systems podcast where I'll be bringing some of the industry thought leaders who will be sharing their go-to-market strategies for their business systems. Welcome everyone. Today I have the pleasure of uh, talking to Candy Bushi uh, from Wind River. She's the director of sales business applications part of the sales ops team. Uh, and we are really excited to have her join us. Uh, thank you, Candy, for your time. Thank you. All right. Uh, so I'm going to ask you some questions. Love to get your feedback and uh, really excited to spend the next 30 minutes with you. So with that, can you walk us uh, through your journey in the enterprise world? Like how, how did you join uh, Wind River? What has been your background and uh, your uh, essentially role across different uh, companies yeah okay this is actually a interesting um story um uh, because um i started out uh, in college actually as a film major so my studies was um media uh film tv radio but i focused on the management side so the back, the back end, not the front end, you know, glamorous uh, part of it. Um, and in that sort of practice, I worked supporting sales, uh, TV sales and film sales, all the stuff that you don't sort of see in the back end, but it's how TV shows get sold and, um, and you know, movies get produced. Um, so when I came into the Bay Area from moving from Los Angeles, um, I was looking uh, at, you know, what in sales that I could uh, work in. And there was this startup uh, called Wind River um, back then and uh, was looking to, you know, build a, a company. And I didn't know anything much about high tech, uh, but I knew about sales and sales support. And so they hired me as a sales and marketing secretary. Um, and because of, again, knowing sales operations, which is a little bit more transferable. Um, and from there, the company was a startup using really spreadsheets to track orders uh, at the very beginning. Uh, and then as the company was preparing to go public, and all those things, it was growing, so they needed business systems. Um, and I basically learned a lot of those things from the ground, applying the business process and know-how that, that I had, uh, and be, you know, sent going to classes, whether um, our first system was uh, Sybase, which was just the up, you know, no um, interface. It was all very character-based um, UI. And then from there going into, uh, we purchased Oracle, getting into the enterprise mm -hmm. um, ERP system. So I did all the ordering from the backend data entry all the way to the front end. Um, but back in the day, before you had systems, you actually had a process where we had six part NCR paper. So for those of you, uh, and I'm totally dating myself here, um, you had a, a piece of paper that had six different pages. Mm -hmm. And when you wrote on it, it copied through. And I would actually carry that to finance. The person would approve it for credit, move it on to production, 
mm-hmm. who would actually create the media to be shipping out our our software but then it would go to you know um the shipping guys then to fi- you know to get invoice and then back to us so we can put it into the license so if you think about that physical process it's a workflow basically to exactly. build an entire enterprise you know sort of i needed to put that on on a system so that it's going to do the routing for me and i don't have to walk down even though it was fun to you know go meet people but that's how fundamental you know introduction into how to get it enterprise and then you you basically large scale it right all the way through where you have hundreds of orders going through and multiple people doing data entry so that's sort of my journey into how i got into working with systems in the back end um you know and then growing it from from that point forward so hopefully that was interesting enough that's a very interesting <laughs> uh, uh journey and uh, love that background and uh, yeah i mean i think uh, you've seen the real transformation because you know the processes and end of the day uh, the tools that we have today are just automating it but uh, Uh, the tools are as good or as bad as the process and the people right so it's, it's awesome <laughs> Ab- absolutely i mean if you think about it right the you're you're building into a system the thought process that a person would go looking through are all the fields filled in oh if this is yes then that needs to happen Correct. if this is no then you know so think about how you would go through something like that and then you put that process so that's to me how you build efficient and effective systems is if a person can um kind of go through that process but you're just having the machine do it how how that person would go through to to get this task the task done that's Absolutely. that's my point of view <laughs> that's really nice to hear uh kind of moving along uh now I think business and uh, go-to-market strategies play a big role, right? And your mm-hmm. uh, group or solution a- enables that. So, uh, do you want to share a little bit about your current company's go-to-market strategy? Uh, uh, is it direct channel? And basically, uh, how are you selling? And then, how does your team enable them to do a better job? So, um, initially, we uh, when we were a, a startup, we were mm-hmm. doing a lot of business via distributor because we didn't know a lot of um, companies out there yet. We didn't have the internal workforce, uh, individual account managers, so to speak, to actually do that. So it started out with a lot of distributors and channels, and then we slowly took it to being more direct sales. So we started hiring people, training them. They would be the ones to talk to, and then the channel or di- distributors just became uh, a smaller portion of the business as we went more direct. So today, um, where we are at, as we go towards um, digitalization of our entire business, um, we are going sort of. in some ways back to those roots where we have a huge uh, i mean a direct workforce uh some parts of the world we are you know distributor or channel only um and 
So what we are doing is to make sure that the systems that we have built in-house for our direct field to use, that the same systems can be used by our channel by logging into the partner portal, for example, and being able to, let's say, create an opportunity that they are presenting to us um, or anything like that. So um, how my team works with that is we try to build sort of this, the, what we expect our partners to you know, give us in the information so that we can help them uh, get processed, but not too complicated and, and more of a streamlined version of what we do you know, internally in-house for our own um, employees. So we are going more towards um, augmenting our direct channel with partners and uh, uh, distributors. So that's our, I guess, our, go to market. Our, our go to market. Yeah. And, you know, right. and then, of course, you have other kinds of partners that augment with their with their own products, our products. So like third party mm -hmm. um, vendors that that, you know, use us as uh, a backbone to sell their own uh, products as well. Very interesting. So taking a little bit of uh, deep dive on that specific uh, comment. So what systems do you have to enable that, right? Like how do you enable uh, mm -hmm. successful uh, go-to-market strategies? And uh, it could be a technolo technology stack, it could be homegrown, but love to hear some insights. Yeah, I, I, I totally love that. My, um, my our current uh, VP of operations calls my, my end of the, what I call sales business applications, he calls tech stack. So we have Salesforce as our front end um that we have not only the sales cloud which uh services all of our sales um uh, field sales uh folks but uh we have service cloud as well so all our customer support our customers can file uh trouble tickets uh through the internet through that and it all feeds right into the the heart of um our system which is um, salesforce and then on the back end so from Salesforce, we do a complete interface into Oracle, which is our um, ERP backend. Uh, and we have some uh, feed, uh, feed loop that Oracle sends us, you know, the, the, uh, the status of an order after, um, you know, we have sent over all the quotes and information. And then that data gets looped back in. Um, and then from uh, the Oracle backend, it, it feeds through all sorts of um, reporting systems like uh, Avalanche and Looker uh, uh, for you know uh, financial reporting um, are, are some of the other tools we use. And our Salesforce uh, footprint, so to speak, we all we also have um, it is pretty big. We use. Uh, uh, financial force as our services um, solution um, that helps our uh, professional services organization um, create opportunities as well and then track all of that through the projects and milestones and billing um, you know time cards and all sorts of stuff uh, that's primarily our sort of tech stack and of course we use you know uh, Microsoft uh, uh, Office 365 as our basis for our other business um, uh, platforms. 
some other tools that we use also for forecasting, for example, is we have um, Clary as, an, as a uh, forecasting and revenue operations uh, tool that, that help us do some predictions. Um, as well as, you know, uh, the Salesforce um, reporting mm -hmm. uh, capabilities uh, that we use as well. We've got a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Salesforce, Clary, Oracle, Victor. Yeah, that's, it. that's a lot of tech stack. Uh, very interesting. Uh, related to uh, your kind of, I would say, projects or activities, like, mm -hmm. uh, any major initiatives that you are planning uh, uh, in 2021 or any uh, upgrades that you are thinking that will help you drive more value towards your uh, business? Yeah, definitely. So we have, um, so our Salesforce to Oracle interface, uh, how we do quotes and all that was um, implemented back in 2013. So we've customized, back then there was not a lot of tools. And as anybody who have worked with Salesforce, um, even way back in the day, uh, Salesforce doesn't always have all the solutions, you know? So you always have to bring in a third party uh, product to help plug in, um, maybe have more robust features and functionality. So um, at that time we did our own homegrown um, quoting and uh, or, uh, you know, uh, pricing tool. Uh, so today, we are actually in the process of implementing CBQ um, now that Salesforce has uh, been able to acquire um, a company like Steelbrick that uh, was also um, one of the things that we looked at. And we did look at Aptus as well mm -hmm. um, back, back in the day. And um, we were going more towards Steelbrick for what it had uh, and the, the full solution that we felt um, matched us better. So our initiative this year really is, uh, and our go live is April for um, CPQ. And that's our sort of the biggest leap because it is a big process change and a change right. um, in a lot of ways that we probably are going to find out, you know, <laughs> um, uh, sooner. Uh, and then down the line, um, you know, looking again, since we are going to be expanding our channels and all that is maybe revamp our uh, partner portal um, and uh, those kinds of um, enhancing, you know, that channel, so, so to speak. Uh, so currently we do, as I mentioned, we use um, a service cloud. So we do have a customer portal, but trying to integrate that um, into one sort of seamless between partners and customers, um, kind of like, you know, in a perfect world, uh, that's our, you know, the next steps of where, where else we want to go later in the year. Very, very interesting. A couple of final set of questions. Uh, you've been really uh, gracious and uh, generous in sharing details, Candy. 2020 was a very interesting uh, year for everybody uh, in general. Uh, now you mentioned about your go-to-market strategy and uh, selling through channels. Uh, anything that you're changing in anticipation of COVID? Uh, we have heard from uh, other uh, leaders like you who are promoting more self-service, but just curious, like uh, any decision that you are planning uh, this year 
uh, based on uh, 2020 events uh, uh, for your uh, organization whether it's uh, on the business yeah. side or on the process side yeah yeah so definitely um what i mean strange as it is uh you know even though covid was very challenging last last year uh with all the different changes you know having to go right. completely on zoom and all that um we did surprisingly well so i i think that gave a signal to our um executive team that you know we need to ramp up this digital digitization of our business and the way we do things so i think that just put an acceleration on how um how much more sort of online changing our online presence you know how and how we go about so we've done a lot of um we've made a lot of investment in sales sales enablement um not only tools and i forgot that on our tech stack we use things like alego to train our our teams so that way they can have videos um ready and queued up you know when we we are about to introduce a new product um uh and we're able to create our product marketing teams able to create a bunch of um snippets uh short videos and then um other sales tools to give our field sales uh an advantage and a quick way to ramp up on how to learn things since you cannot bring everybody into a classroom anymore and you know the the days of um you know a long sort of roll out are are just it's just not feasible you need to be fast and quick because you know your competitor is um is there as well trying to get on that the digitized you know digitization bandwagon um you got to be fast and so you got to enable your your field sales by uh, giving them proper tools to be able to ramp up quicker so like i said we use um alego and um other tools you know sharepoint and um different things to to get um materials out to our users uh, pretty quick Yeah, I think enablement is definitely something we will evolve and uh, but those are really good proactive steps you're doing. Uh thank you for sharing that uh uh Candy as you know a lot of us listeners are uh early in their career uh mm-hmm. they probably work in either IT or sales ops uh maybe as business analysts. Um any suggestions or recommendations do you ha- have for them like how did they become a director of sales business <laughs> applications uh, what do you suggest they should be doing uh yeah yeah so um i mean as as you heard my my story i was did not have it background um but i had technical aptitude so um i would suggest look at the strengths that you have if you are good at figuring out puzzles and process and things um then take the route of you know going more into that if you like figuring things out you don't have to have a super technical knowledge if you can understand uh and and for example salesforce does a good job of this when they do a lot of the training on the trailhead and things um you know learn enough to understand what the technology is going to allow uh your users to do and then you know help design that process now if you're 
if you're um, feeling more comfortable being on the technical side and are really good with programming and creating and, and you know, making these tools function the way uh, your business needs, uh, then I would say, you know, expand and maybe be uncomfortable and learn more about the business. Like how does, sit down with your users. How do you do this? And find out how you can maybe help um, automate that for them or especially something that is tedious, lots of mouse clicks or, or things. How can you help them? Be in the shoes of the person you are trying to help or your internal customer to get an understanding and to help them. That's the best way to do it. It's really just by being. That's how I learn. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes there are things somebody can teach you by right. watching something, but a lot of times it's by doing. And I know nowadays you can't sit next to a person to watch them how they do their job, but you know you can zoom with them, right? I guess and 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 follow through. But I think getting into the the space or the head of where of the person you are trying to help move forward that helps you understand what it is you're trying to solve. And um, I think it, it, it will make also a better connection with that person. So that way you are addressing your customers' uh, needs much better. That's, that's really insightful. And hopefully uh, people can take some feedback uh, as they are planning their own career. Thank you. Sure. Andy. So with that, I would like to thank Andy for joining us in this uh, webinar uh, and really uh, excited to share this in the broader ecosystem. So thank you, Candy. Thank you for letting me, uh, you know, share my knowledge. Awesome. So with that, I would like to wrap up this podcast. Thank you all for tuning into Reimagine Enterprise Sales Systems. To listen to more exciting podcasts, please visit my website, pratikm.com or protikm.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and other channels that you follow so that you'll never miss your show.